What's up, you guys? We are back. Yes, that's right. The Pantsless Revolution podcast. This is episode two. I'm your host, Alexa Score, wakeboarder, author, speaker, human life liver. And I'm doing it all with cancer, and I'm doing it all pantsless. This podcast is living on my blog, on my website right now. When I decide to be uh, a talented millennial, as I should be, I will uh, make sure it gets on a number of the other platforms. But for now, that's where it's going to live, and you know where to find it. You can also find me on social media, at Ascore on Instagram, at AlexaScore on Twitter, and I'm on Facebook too. So look me up. We are talking about Mexico, baby. Just got back from a week in Cancun. So I'm going to tell you all about that trip. We also have an interview with kick-ass skimboarder, world champion, uh, dreamboat, Austin Keen. And then uh, we'll talk about a couple other things as well. But before we get into those three things, um, we should probably clear the air about last week. Yes, we were talking football, we were talking Super Bowl, we were talking about trashy Eagles fans, and perhaps I was generalizing a little bit, calling all Eagles fans trash. Um, I, of all people, understand that there's bad people of every shape, color, size. Every football team has bad fans, and it's real sad that the people who choose to Act in the way they did in Philly can ruin it for those who are good, and I'm just a little disappointed that um, they've taken pride in terrorizing even their own town. But there are people like that all over, so okay, I was generalizing a little bit. Also, to clarify, for those of you who don't know, I talked last week about being vulnerable and at one point in my life relying on friends and family for everyday tasks, walking me to class in high school, and driving me to and from school, helping me get ready for bed, helping me brush my hair, blah, blah. Um, And for those of you who don't know, there was a time in my life where I was very sick. Yes, I'm still living with cancer, but when I was first diagnosed, there were a few months that were very gruesome, and that was the time that I was referring to. And certainly, we'll get to that story someday, but just wanted to clear the air there. And let's get going. Let's talk... Liquid Force Spring Break. So, like I said, just got back from five days in Cancun, Mexico. And I don't know about you, but the first thing that I think of when I think Cancun is MTV Spring Break, Carmen Electra, wet t-shirt contests, lots of fruity rum cocktails, sand flying, people dancing. And that's um, still pretty accurate, but it was pretty cool. I, along with about six other Liquid Force athletes, were asked to uh, go stay down at this house on the ocean, and we were filming for Alliance Wakeboard Magazine, as well as getting some content for Liquid Force and our catalogs and such there, but um, we kind of had Cancun in the palm of our hands. We had boats, we had toys, we had yachts. We had jet skis, we had games on the beach, we had whatever you want, you name it, had it all uh, right there for us. So we spent a couple days filming. Uh, There are mangroves, uh, these waterways right downtown Cancun. If you've ever been there, it's right in your back door. We filmed in there, um, kind of fun, waiting for boats to come through, watching your back, making sure you don't get ran over, dealing with the current, looking out for crocodiles and snakes and all kinds of wildlife, but... An adventure nonetheless and super fun. 
Um, also a little different riding on saltwater versus freshwater like we're used to. It actually um, makes the wake a little different shape and the buoyancy of the water actually affects you a little bit, but only if you think about it. Um, so we were able to do so many cool things. We did a lot of wake foiling, which is something that we're going to talk about a little bit later. This is a new uh, sport, if you will. It is a wake surfer with a hydrofoil on the bottom. If you haven't seen it on social media, you will. It's blowing up. The foil stoke is certainly real. So we did that. We wake surfed a little bit. Um, man, we took one whole day and went out on this, I think it was 60-foot catamaran yacht, and were able to sail uh, to Isla Mujeres. I think that's how you say it. And had some fun out there where we snorkeled. Bob, within the first five minutes, got stung by a stingray. We foiled, we played, we swam, we snorkeled, we adventured. We had lunch on the beach. We drank a lot of tequila. So much fun. But to be honest, um, so we had all these things in the palm of our hands. We could do whatever we want. It was kind of no rules, liquid force, spring break, while getting all this great content. But the most fun that I had the entire trip, and don't get me wrong, had a lot of fun on that yacht, had a lot of fun every day. But the coolest moment of that trip was the second day, sun was setting, everyone, um, it was getting pretty dark, it was super windy, and everyone had kind of called it for the day, was getting ready for dinner, and the founder of Liquid Force, Tony Finn, literally the king of Stoke, was like, hey, you know what, I want to go wake skating. And I was like, yes, that is an epic idea. So he and I grabbed this old foam top liquid force wake skate. It, we weren't even there to shoot wake skating. So it was just this old board. We hopped on a jet ski <laughs> that you couldn't put in reverse nor neutral, nor could you turn off. Um, so the jet ski wasn't in the best working order, but so fun. So we grabbed that, grab a rope, Bob hopped on and we went out into the mangroves, this waterway, the sun is setting. And we each took this insane soul session. So no shoes cruising around. We have to hop in and out of the water without turning off the jet ski, without slowing the jet ski down, switch drivers, so much fun. At one point, we got to the end of this waterway, so we're on the other side of these mangroves, and we suck up too many weeds, so the, the jet ski's bogged down. We had no choice but to turn this jet ski off, and there's a 50-50 chance it won't turn on. So we turn it off, Bob goes under, pulls out the weeds, and mind you, during this time, we are being swept out to sea with this current and the wind, because we were at the other end of the mangrove. Try to turn it on, doesn't go. Try to turn it on, doesn't go. We have no cell phones, no one's around. We're like, well, this is it. Like, we're off to sea, here we go. And finally, on about the sixth try, the thing turns over and we absolutely celebrate. We go for one last wake skate. Tony's carving through these mangroves. We have the time of our lives. So it wasn't necessarily when we were on the most expensive boat or the newest gear or... Um, you know, with the most people around or the best lighting, but it was this soul session that we took at the end of the day with all this ratty equipment and just had so much fun. So I just wanted to share that little moment with you guys. But uh, like I said, our sport is, and when I say sport, I mean the wake industry in general. It's changing. It's evolving. It's a small, small industry. And there are a lot of different facets of it. It's more of a lifestyle industry, to be really honest. I mean, we're seeing people not wakeboarding as much. They don't want to take those hard slams. They don't want to wreck their knees, so they're wake surfing. And um, there's been a lot of resistance 
to that wake surfing industry from wakeboarders. You know, they don't necessarily like that people are wakeboarding less and it's kind of taking some of the steam from them. Um, and then beyond wake surfing, we're even getting into this wake foiling. So I'm going to talk about that after this interview I did with Austin Keen. And if you think you don't know who Austin Keen is, you probably do. He's gone viral a million times. His skimboarding videos, his wake foiling videos, he's in gifts. He's in jokes. You've seen him on Barcelona Sports. You've seen him on Sports Center Top 10. You've seen him all over the place. He's on all kinds of stuff. So you certainly know who Austin Keen is, even if you don't think you do. Look him up. The kid with the dreadlocks. And um, yeah, I apologize. We did not have our podcast gear set up. So we just rolled with it on our cell phone. So there's a bit of background noise, but that's what the Pamsus Revolution is all about. It's authentic. So definitely real. And I think you'll enjoy what he has to say. Pretty fun. All right, we're in Cancun, Mexico. <laughs> it's spring break. LF spring break. I'm here with Austin Keen. If you don't know him, you should look him up. What's up, Austin? What's up, Alexa? So we have now been in Mexico for five days. I think it's been five days. We lost track. Lost track of how many beers we drank. We lost track of how many days we've been here, but it's been sick. I'm not um, sure I want to keep track. <laughs> yeah, I want to forget. <laughs> um, we've been doing a lot of activities. So many, in fact. Uh, wake foiling is one of them. What is wake foiling? I don't even, I still don't even know. I'm still trying to figure that out too, but as far as I know, it's like this, uh, it's basically a surfboard and then you have a, what they call a mass, like three feet long that connects to a wing and that wing basically rides the underwater like energy like it's almost like flying a kite underwater so it lifts up the board brings the board out of water because that wing is catching lift so it's lifting you up out of the water and it's basically like surfing the energy underwater with zero drag whatsoever so it's pretty cool it's a really cool feeling it's like just basically like, feels like a knife through butter when you're Away. I like that. I and, like that butter. And actually, so like, you know, Liquid Force is making them for boat wake surfing. Uh, <clears throat> and they've been used for surfing and kite surfing for a long time, but now that the wings are getting more efficient, people are actually using them to surf waves that you could never surf before. Like yesterday, we were out at, uh, you know, we were out at the island, Isla, Isla Mejores, and um, uh, the outer reef breaks out there were just barely, I don't even know if you could even surf it on a longboard. Right. Just barely breaking, but we were getting like 400-yard rides. So essentially it's like allowing people to surf where there was no surf before. Exactly. Yeah. Uncharted waters. Uncharted waters. And I also, I think it just makes a lot of the wakers feel really smart because there's science involved. It's <laughs> yeah. like everyone kind of feels like a scientist. It's like, no, I know physics. This is the thing. And actually the most fun part about it has been watching everyone get frustrated yeah. like all the boys who are like we're like water babies right like everyone well i was a late bloomer but most of these guys were on the water when they were like six months you know yeah. like freaks of nature and see them get so pissed and so Especially frustrated aaron, aaron grace just hating on it he's, he hasn't i don't think he's been i don't think he's been on the foil until this trip and he's just hated it so much and we finally got him on the foil yesterday like i don't know eight tequilas later and he uh <laughs> He wasn't happy on it. He wasn't. He wasn't making it happen. He was frustrated, but he was stoked on you guys. It's we hard need, to yeah, deny. Yeah, we need a we need a, re, we need a rebuttal on that, Aaron. We need to get you on that again. Yeah, Aaron, we're calling you out right now. Next 
week. We're coming back to Mexico for you. I think it's great. I think, you know, the best part about yesterday was definitely that big Catamaran that we're on. Yeah, so we're obviously boaters, but we got to go on the sickest, what was it, like 45-foot catamaran? Yeah. I mean, could you put foils on that thing? Actually, a lot of those catamarans have foil. They drop foils down on all four four corners, so the racing catamarans. Holy shit. Yeah, they're insane. So these guys, you know, they're they're all unwinding stuff all fast, so they do the same thing with the foils. They'll reach a certain speed. They drop the foil down. These catamarans are just taking off on foils. Jesus, we're taking these things to the moon, man. Like, look up sailing foil or catamaran foil. All the racing guys are doing. That's what they're using now because you're not. You you basically reduce all friction friction on the water, and you're just flying. Damn, you're flying. Uh, If you were a bird, what would you be? Pelican. Oh, okay, cruisy. Yeah. Cruisy. I'm more of a bird of prey person myself. Yeah, definitely hawk. (laughs) A little spicy. Uh, a little aggressive. Nice. Um, last day here. Sum up the trip in five. No, not five words. That's just way too many. I think we might yeah. we might give too much information out. <laughs> Sum up the trip in three words. Oh, it was breezy. Las Brisas. Uh, I believe that's two words. Sun. Sun. And that says. Fucking fun. Yeah, uh, pretty fucking can we say fun. That on the air? We can say whatever we want. Okay. We can say absolutely whatever we want. I think I have to like check a box for like foul language, oh, okay. but we'll check it. Whatever. We'll do whatever we have to do. Have you ever been on spring break before? No, I actually have never been on a spring break trip. No shit. In my life, yeah. And I've always, that's what I always like put in my mind of what Cancun was, is like the spring break destination. Fully. And uh, I don't know, I mean, I think we stayed kind of outside of, like, the craziness, the downtown craziness, which was cool because we got, like, more laid-back, chill. It was a local pri- vibe. Private home kind of For sure. experience. So that's not my vibe anyway. Um, but, yeah. So, yeah, I've never actually had a – I've never had a desire to come to Cancun whatsoever because there's no waves here. Right. And it's, like, spring break, like, spring break kind of, like – a little cheesy, or that's that's the vibe that it puts off. But like we don't just get me said, wrong, I love parties. <laughs> I just like to do. Yeah, it. you're prude. I don't like to. Do, I like to do it in a different way. I like to be on a fifty foot catamaran, there. drinking tequila with my friends. Exactly, and yeah. that's how we did it. But like you said, people wouldn't come here. Action sports people generally wouldn't come here because yeah. there's you know not necessarily uh, waves or wakeboarding. But with the foil, man, we and made now, it happen. Now that they're putting up the Loop Hotel, shout out to Loop for basically making this trip all facilitated and possible absolutely these loop hotels are going to be insane yeah it's like almost like there's that idea that just seems too good to be true right i'm like i've got to see this to believe it talking about skateboarding in and out of rooms i don't think i was supposed to share that part but (laughs) (laughs) oh all right we're uh getting summoned here summoned um so, um, any ending points? Those birds are pretty cool. I don't know what those oh, birds are, I, but if that had a second choice, so... if I had a second choice for a bird, that would probably be Shit. Fregate. A... It's a fregate. Something fregate. Oh, really? Actually, Shane and I, Shane Bonifay and I were birding the first day oh, here. Okay. We've got this bird app. And so we were, you put in like all this different those information about the bird. Yeah, that. that life doesn't suck. He's foiling. He's foiling. He's basically foiling in the sky. Absolutely. LF spring break. 
If you didn't see the stuff on social. Yeah, I wish we had more time. I know. Yeah. I know. All good things must come to an end. Aaron Grace. Aaron Grace. Not the best foiler, but one of the best team managers, team managers in the game. God damn. Boy. Seaman action. <laughs> Hell of a seaman. <laughs> Hell of a seaman. Yeah. That, like I said, the box is checked. We've already passed that point. All right, we got to go. This is all good things must all come right. to an end. See you, Spring break podcast. is one of them. So, obviously, um, foiling is the next big thing in wakeboarding. Like we were talking about, it's brand new. And like wake surfing is seeing a lot of resistance from the wakeboard community. And, you know, uh, a lot of mixed reviews. To be honest, I have a whole lot of fun wake surfing. It's a riot. I also have fun wake foiling. It's a blast. And... With that said, I understand why it's receiving this resistance. You know, a lot of the people who've wakeboarded their entire lives destroy, all but destroyed their bodies training to wakeboard, taking all these slams to progress and perfect their craft, are now saying, wait a minute, I did all this work, I take all these slams, and now people are just wake surfing? Come on, they're soft, this is lame, you know, you're going slow, you can't really progress. And so I understand where the resistance is. And there are those people who are, quote unquote, very core. So, you know, wake surfing, wake falling is certainly not cool enough for them. The funniest thing about that group is that go on any of their Instagrams now or within the next four weeks and you'll see them on a wake foil. But I want to talk about this resistance. Why do people resist change so much? And we see it all the time, definitely with technology. Um, whether it's something like that to changing schedules at school to um, TV programming changing, something changing the way it's set up, new rules in the NFL. People resist change and oftentimes fear it, but why? And I asked this question to Austin actually after we did this interview. I just texted him, so why do you think people resist change? And he said, it's the fear of the unknown. And I mean, that's the easiest way to put it. I think it's the fear of the unknown. And when something's unknown, it makes people vulnerable. When they don't know exactly what's going to happen, they feel 100% vulnerable. Another thing that Austin had mentioned is fear of leaving comfort. And it's the same thing. Pushing you out of your comfort zone when you have to learn something new, when you're not in an environment that you're completely used to with the same routine, it makes people freak out. So the actual definition of change, and this is just from dictionary.com, is to make the form, nature, content, future course of something different from what it is or from what it would be if left alone. So essentially, it's just having a hand in the course of time. So change, as we know, is inevitable. And a lot of times, it's good. Change equals growth. Could you imagine a world without change? That's just the same thing over and over and over again. Changes everything. Changes how we grow. Changes how we learn. When you learn, you're actually changing the makeup of your brain. That is what learning is. So it's this fear of change that it, it blows my mind, actually. Because change is good, but there are so many different reasons for it. And in our sport, in specific... You know, I do see where people are coming from. They don't like the direction it's going. 
you know, they have put all this time and effort into a sport that's hard on your body and, and people aren't necessarily giving them the respect and attention that they deserve for what they've done. I get all that. But the reason it's changing is because people enjoy what they're doing. And for me, wake surfing, wake foiling, whatever, if you're having fun on the water, that's the most important thing to me. And what wake surfing has done has allowed grandma, grandpa, you know, the grandkids to get out there and to not be scared of the water and to not hurt their bodies. It gets more people on the water. And wake foiling, like Austin and I were talking about, allows you to ride waves and parts of the earth that otherwise would not be rideable. It allows you to ride an unbreaking wave, which you need to surf. It gets more people out. It gets more people stoked. And so for me, I understand the resistance, but I also understand that change is inevitable. Plus, hey, it gets more people on the water. I'm freaking jazzed. So I really want us to think about it. Next time there's a change happening in our lives, in no matter what form that is, um, chances are we're going to resist it. But why? Is it because we genuinely don't want the change? Or is it because it's pushing us out of our comfort zones? Is it because we're fearful of what that change is going to bring? I think when we identify the cause of our hesitation of our resistance, it's a whole lot easier to accept the change. And when we accept the change, we allow ourselves to be vulnerable. And the number one time you learn, you grow, you improve as a person is when you are vulnerable. That's what this is all about. When you're pantsless, the more outlooks, the more points of view that we have, that I have, the more I can learn and understand other people and this earth and why it works in the way that it does. So shoot it my way, email me, write it in the comments, slide right into my DMs, do whatever you gotta do. So let's think about it. That's your action for this week. Do you resist change? And if so, why? And why certain change as opposed to others? I think identifying those and then accepting that change is a huge, huge deal and big time for personal growth and self-awareness as well. So as always, we got to end with a spicy fact about myself, something that you probably didn't know. So this is kind of a funny story. My first alcoholic beverage. We talked about my non-alcoholic strawberry daiquiris last week, watching football with my dad, non-alcoholic strawberry daiquiris. Well, we're in Cancun. I'm eight years old. We're on the beach. Mom, dad, and sister, everyone's hanging out, kind of doing their own thing. Eight-year-old Alexa orders a non-alcoholic strawberry daiquiri. Okay, we're all having fun, playing in the sand. Everyone's drinking their beverages. Next thing we know, eight-year-old Alexa is taking a long nap. Um, So we come to find out that apparently the non-alcoholic part in my order did not translate. So my first alcoholic beverage was the strawberry daiquiri on the beaches of Cancun, which is so fitting to have just gotten back uh, from a very fun trip. Dang, almost 20 years later. That's insane to think about. Um, But so fun. So there's a little spicy knowledge for you. Take it if you want. Leave it if you want. And next week, I'm headed to Spain. Let's keep this Spanish adventure rolling. Arriba. Fiesta forever. Como se dice pantsless in español? You know what I'm saying? 
So I'm headed across the pond. I actually leave here in about an hour. But send me your ideas. What do you want to talk about? What do you want to know about me? The sky's the limit here. So take advantage of it. Shoot me your notes. I appreciate all the feedback from last week. That was so cool to hear from everyone who had listened and what you had to say. It definitely helps and is appreciated. I also want to let you know before we go that the full Liquid Force Spring Break story will be featured in Alliance Wake magazine in their upcoming issue, as well as be featured on their website. So check it out, alliancewakemag.com. So much rad footage. Have a look. So just as a reminder, as you go about your days before we talk next, don't take me, yourself, or anyone around you too seriously. And I mean that. And never, ever drink out of a boring coffee mug. It's just not worth it. Whatever you do, do it pantsless, people. Have an awesome week full of positive vibes. And we will talk to you on episode three from Marbella, Spain. Viva Europe, baby. Adios, muchachos.